Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Good morning. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Caroline O'Sullivan with Holistic Veterinary Care and Acupuncture Center here in Arizona, and you're listening to Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. Thanks to, of course, Sylvia Global and everybody that works with her to help me do this every week to share wonderful things with you. Now, this week, we have scheduled... Uh, Mary Argo. Mary Argo is an amazing animal communicator, and I'm going to tell you all about her in just one second here. Um, I hope everyone had a wonderful week, and all is going well with you and your non-human friends. Um, I'd like to start by telling you that Mary Argo and I have worked together uh, many, many, many times, never met each other. Just She's just a wonderful, wonderful person with an amazing personality. She actually makes me smile whenever I talk to her because she's just so lovely. Um, Mary Argo, she is, let's see here, she's an, a communicator and a translator for animal clients, and I'm going to relate a couple of my experiences with Mary until she's able to join us live on the air here. Um, let me see. Give me one second to just mess with my computer since we seem, once again, to be having some silliness here. So let's get started. Um, I have, in my history, as you can imagine, many, many, many pets. And there are many times where even though I have a veterinary degree and an extended degree and extended experience and those types of things. Um, Mary, are you with us, hon? I am. Oh, can Mary, you hear me? Here. Oh my gosh! Yes, I can. Yeah, hear you, you can hear me. So <laughs> I can't tell everyone as excited I am right now because there were two minutes of pseudo panic going. Oh, Mary, thank you so much for hanging on there. That was awesome. <laughs> oh my god! No problem. <laughs> so, Mary. The world. World, Mary Argo. Oh, this is wonderful. Um, Hello. Good morning. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's get started. We have about 58 minutes to tell the world how wonderful you are and how you do the most amazing things. I was just um, blathering away telling folks how you and I have worked together quite a few times, which actually constitutes you helping me, right, versus vice versa, and that many times it's, well, every single time, it's those moments where it's like, I wonder what they're saying. I wonder how I can do better. I wonder what they need. And for my clients, I don't think I've ever said it, but they said, gosh, I wish my I wish my pets could talk. Now, I do not agree with that because I'm not sure if mine were talking, I'd want to hear what they have to say or the inability to just ask them to be quiet. I just am not sure I could do that. But <laughs> the idea of knowing what You'd they You'd be amazed need, at how many people worry about what their pets are going to say. <laughs> well, the thing is, they're the fly on the wall, aren't they? It's like, they, oof, you know what, you got to be careful what you wish for with things like that. So <laughs> Very much. Um, <laughs> now, let's start at the beginning here. How did you get into animal communicating? Is it a, a gift that you had? Is it something, and I see that you pursued it on the educational basis as well, but of all the things I think I know and all the things I'm damn sure I don't know, I honestly do not understand what you do, and I love you for it, and I'm so glad you can do it, but I have no understanding whatsoever. So can you please enlighten me and 
everyone that's listening. And you, you know we got friends, family, and pets out there. We're waiting to hear from you, so let's just find out how you do what you do, please. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to work with a wonderful horse trainer who at the time turned me on to a fabulous book in the, from the 50s called Kinship with All Life. And it's written by J. Allen Boone. And uh, he talked about his experience of going, of taking care of a French German Shepherd on an emergency basis who happened to be a, a Hollywood movie star dog. And how he realized through the course of time how much his, you know, this dog was thinking, feeling, and, you know, had his own opinions and ideas. And that book just was the light bulb for me, kind of going, oh my God, that's what I want to do. And you know, I don't say I, I, I don't really say I you know I used to talk to the animals as a little kid, but I would know things. I would just know when the dog was sick, or I'd feel something in my body. And after reading that book, I said, "Oh my God, this is what I want to do," because I didn't know it was possible. And I gave the book to a friend, and she said, "Oh, my coworker's cousin does that in Berkeley." And I happened to call, and she had a class that weekend. So it just no way. I started with breath. Yeah, I just started with Rafaela Pope, and, you know, it really is enhancing and learning the skills uh, that we all have, and we all have them, especially when we're young, when we don't talk, how to communicate uh, to other beings, and it's just a matter of kind of reconnecting with that, and, like, learning a foreign language, you know, the, the more we do it uh, as we get older, because we have to practice and practice and practice, but I tell everyone they can do this. I was in banking, so if I went from banking and numbers and, and <laughs> to this, I mean, I was fortunate I've always had animals in my life, but I was very much a numbers person, so to oh, go from that. Over the, you definitely crossed over the dark side, didn't you? I mean, you went from banking to animal communication. I love that. That is so fantastic. <laughs> you, you got your feet in, in spades, really, because I, what you're saying about this week, the, your your class that you were interested in it, it just it just came, you know it showed up in your life when I um, decided that I needed to do something um, more or different with my career. I went looking and son of a gun, if the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society wasn't having their beginning of their one to two year long course that they only you know they only share with three hundred people on the planet you know a yearly basis in San Diego and son of a gun if that's not where I grew up son of a, my dad has his house there that's where that horrible drama took place that switched me and um and it was starting like right now like you need to change your life and get on board and go back home in the next two weeks and wow if you believe in serendipity or whatever you believe in it was that's so funny that you would say that because it really just chimed my bells just when you, you would when you mentioned I'm like yeah me too <laughs> me too it just happened <laughs> it did it so all great. fell into place and the teachers I found I when I fell right into her lap on an airplane and that was the person who had her PhD uh, the um, master's PhD program I mean it's it's I've been very fortunate the universe has really definitely guided me if not done the cosmic two by four to say this is what you're going to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of those scars myself I got a couple of myself that's fantastic now you can um I always 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 ask my clients regardless of what avenue of treatment modalities whatever it is they decide they want to pursue that to find find somebody who's educated certified, experienced, credentialed to start out with because there are folks out there and that can use the name animal communicator or you know, a bunch of other things that they say and unfortunately shed a, a grim light on what it is that you do and sometimes what it is that I do by not being 100% legit or 100% honest or 100% um, uh, in, intentful. And uh you have got a wonderful CV. I'm staring right at it. So can you share with people that this kind of experience is possible in institutes of higher learning? Oh, definitely. And that is one thing that I think is very important when people are looking for an animal communicator is find out how long have they been in business. Are are their clients you know willing to give referrals? And mm-hmm. I've been very blessed that I've done this over 17 years full time. But, you know, I didn't just take a weekend class and hang out a shingle, which some people do, and that does scare me. (laughs) And so it's been just, you know, lots of practice. Um, I definitely studied with lots of different, um, not only animal communicators, medical intuitives, psychics. 
I did finish a degree in psychology, so I have a you know a background in that. But I was also fortunate to find um, a, an accredited school, which is Carol Ritberger, who I, it was her lap I fell into. At the time, uh, she had an accredited school for a master's and Ph.D. programs. So, and I've also studied with Lori Wilson out of Canada, who uh, she has been has this wonderful certification for medical intuition and. Uh, body, I think they body intuitive reading, stuff like that. So it's just learning more and more tools and really being around people who've been in the business for a while. That's so, so important. They are out because, there. Yeah, and when you, for, even when you're starting to do traditional Chinese or you're trying to do things that are outside the box or, as you mentioned, kind of learning a whole new language or a whole new everything, to express yourself and what it is that you feel or what it is you think in the presence of more experienced folks that can guide you or flat out tell you, like, what the heck are you talking about? You know, it's like, to, you know, and just kind of push you back onto the, mm, I don't know, for me it was kind of the direction. It's like, okay, hold on, back up a couple steps, redo, you know, just relax, take a couple breaths. And then because sometimes you get, at least in what I do, you head down a road if, you know, if, it's, if you hear, hear horse beats in the forest, you think horses and not um, zebras and with what I do, it's you probably have to be thinking zebras because everybody else has been thinking horses, and they got that's how they got to you in the first place. So having other folks around that have been doing it as a mentor, as a guide, as those types of things, I can't. I can only speak for myself, but man, is it helpful. And then having a source to call every once in a while, I just go, "Ooh, can you help me out with this?" Because I'm just, it, I'm not feeling it. It doesn't feel right. It's not sitting right with me. Yeah, very, very nice to be able to have those people in your life. I am, I'm, I'm thinking you'd probably agree because you're the one I go to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I've also been very blessed to have a few vets who let me shadow them. So I hmm. uh, had a fantastic horse vet who let me just go on ride-alongs with her and really hone in what was I feeling, what was I seeing compared to what she was getting. And she was also an acupuncturist mm-hmm. vet, and same with my small animal vet. I was incredibly blessed to be able to follow and shadow them. So they could give me the guidelines since I'm not a vet. And I tell people, I'm not a vet. Not <laughs> you need to refer, all, you know, refer these, this information and stuff back to your vet so you can get proper care. But it's been right. fabulous having those people as, you know, people to look up to to help. Right, right. No, and then uh, I, I – for myself, not only for my patients and then my personal animals, which I'm very forthcoming in saying that I can become insta-owner. I can be insta-client in a minute. You know, I can be a veterinarian with the best of them, but as soon as something happens to one of my four-legged, oh, my gosh, I am by far the worst client, worst owner, you know, uh, worst owner compliance, worst everything. You don't, you know, it's like having a doctor as a patient is a really bad thing. And I, I completely admit that that's me. I'm like insta, insta panic client. As soon as it happens to one of my four legged fuzzies, and you, of course, know that because I've called you on, you know, panic mode most of many times. And I think that at least for my clients that I've referred to you and my clients that we've kind of shared a, um, a, a really positive group effort to help our, our non-human friends that. It really is. I've tried everything else. I really just need to know what they're saying. I really just need to know what they need. Because some of some of us can look at them and go, "Oh man, what am I missing?" Like I, I know they're trying to help. I know they're trying to talk to me. I know they're trying to tell me something. I know that they're they're trying. I just can't get it. I, I just can't. I don't. I don't know what they're trying to say. I just need some help to do so. Um, how is it that you? you get as much off the folks, the humans, as the non-humans? Or how, how is it that you go into this? Because you do this over the phone, not in person. And just how, how does this work for you? Because I've been on the receiving end of it, thank, thank, thankfully. But um, can you just kind of go into what happens? Because I know there's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of smiling. There's a lot of note-taking on, on my end of it. So <laughs> do you mind doing a kind of dry run? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and <clears throat> excuse me. And I will say, your own animals are always the toughest. I I call friends for my own animals because I, you're so close emotionally, and you have the oh. rose-colored glasses that you, when you may think of something, you're like, oh no, I just know that. And it's that could be the animal telling you. So people, you know, do get hits and and feelings, and it's a matter of learning to go with that feeling and act on it. But it does take, you know, it's it's very hard because they are your babies. And yeah. what's nice yeah. for me is being over the phone especially because then I'm not getting my visual mind into it where I start analyzing. 
Uh, mm. It's easier for me to work through the person. I use the person as a conduit, but it's because all our animals are connected to us through our heart. So I'm using that heart connection through the person with that animal. So I'll get a, a physical mm. description, you know, name. It's kind of a general outline of who to focus on. Some people, you know, I don't have to have pictures, but it's always fun to, to see them. And <laughs> just working with that connection because, you know, it's you know it, it's so funny. It's almost like a little Harry Potter when I look at a picture and I can already hear the animals going, hi, 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 and yes. you know, talking to yes. you through the picture. But yes. uh, it, it is having that kind of neutral space to kind of go, okay, what's going on? What's wrong? What are you feeling in your body? Things like that. You know, what what do you need to tell your person? That's <laughs> and exactly right. Some animals. Exactly right. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I said that's exactly right. And I've got to I've got to tell everybody who's listening when whenever I'm in touch with Mary on the phone and then in touch with my friends or my patients or whatever it is over the course of my experience with her, I will I will swear that they turn around or they walk right in front of you and they stand right in front of you and stare at you. I mean, literally stare at you. It's like, oh, finally. I've been trying to tell you this forever. I mean, honestly, you get that, that feeling of it. And they'll just, my pets, they just stand there and just stare at me like, uh, are you listening? Are you listening to Mary? Because I've been working on trying to tell you this for a while and you're just not quite there. And it's just so funny because I feel so deficient. But also the kind of the, the the look that they give you is one of relief. It's just like, oh, good. <laughs> wow, finally I get, I get to get this off my chest. This is so great. And uh, even for my most sick clients, which you gave me some help with in the hospital, some blow cases and some really horrible, horrible stuff, that they actually will turn around and they, they, they just, you know, there's no doubt that they know. They no, no doubt that they're getting some sort of relief, like, oh, my gosh, somebody can actually speak my language. I love it. And then they look at you or you just get this feeling off of them that's just like, wow, okay, we're in the same place now. And I guess you could block it if you want to, but it's there. And if you're open to it, it's just nice because there's no doubt that you're doing at least a three-way communication there. And most of the time I just feel silly because my pets just stare at me like, man, you are just so closed. <laughs> like, finally you called Mary. What did we have to do? <laughs> finally, my gosh, you just tattoo her phone number on us or what? Goodness gracious. So now, Mary, you, you actually physically feel what – your, uh, I, what do you what do you call them? Your patients, your you know your your humans clients, or your yeah. clients. And your, okay, so you feel, you know, you told me that you like feel the places in your body where the pets are maybe uncomfortable or gurgly or painful or hot. You physically feel it, or you know it in your head in your heart. Uh, many times, I will actually feel it. And maybe not to the extent the animal, but I'll have a, a general idea of like, oh, I need to focus on this area. Some animals, the feelings will come through right away. And each animal communicates differently. Some animals are much verbal, um, where it's almost like talking, like you and I talking right now. It's very chatty Cathy type. And some, <laughs> I will get the visuals first. <laughs> so, you know, first, the, you know, first few minutes, they're kind of figuring out, okay, what's the best way this animal communicates? Because they really do all talk differently. Some are much more visual and some are verbal. Visual. And then some, when they've been in pain, they just, I could just feel it. So I do take, not that I take it on, but I can feel it in my body and say, oh, okay, this is where we need to start looking and focusing and, and go from there. And then I'll start hearing them talk or get an idea of just pictures of what happened, things like that. So it really does depend on each animal. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's um, in some, there, it's, it's fairly quick. You, 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 I don't, I don't want to be, I got the wrong language. I don't know the right verbiage, but you can you connect with them fairly quickly once we're on the phone together. It, that, that's my experience with you. It's this kind of it's fairly quick that you start to ha say things or have input to what they're um, sharing with you. There are times when there's there's a pause or they're not connecting with you or vice versa, or you have another like in my case have other animals that are there that are overriding it by being too chatty Kathy because that's happened a couple times in my experience with you. You're like, okay, well who's who's the big dog that's really really happy? In my case, it was one of my masters that was running from sprinkler head to sprinkler head to sprinkler head, biting the, the water, and she was just a happy creature and humongous and in your face all the time. And we actually had to, you, know, you actually had to ask her if she could just, you know, okay, this is not your time, but she was kind of overriding 
the dog I was calling about because she was just so, so big. <laughs> yes, the big happy greeter, and here I am, and and I've had that happen with other animals too, or the one who is the one who always seeks attention, and hi, here I am, and you know when people walk in the door and they automatically are the first greeters, I I will get that same impression too for over the you know even over the phone of this animal is like hi, I'm the greeter, and oh we don't need to talk to them yet, just talk about me. <laughs> It's all about me. It's me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, well, and it depends on the communicator style. There, there are several different styles. Before getting on the phone, I usually do take a few minutes just to quiet my mind and get settled and kind of get into my space. Um, most communicators do, and I have some friends who will actually get off the phone. Like you ask a question, and they'll say, "Okay, hold on a minute." go get the answer, and then come back on the phone, where with us they do it more dialogue style. And then some only want a list of questions, will do the session completely off the phone, and then call you back with the answers because they don't want any other influence. But I always like having a more open dialogue of, okay, he said this, what do you need, and, and kind of opening that discussion between the person and their, and their animal. Right, 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 right. And that's for me, at least in my clients that I spent, you know, uh, referred to. That's so valuable because you're, you know, you're so connected with them. And then, to be perfectly frank, for all of our listeners, if and when you call Mary, have Kleenex ready. I mean, literally, have a box of Kleenex next to you, because, excuse me, because the things that come, you know, across. You're going to be crying with joy or sadness or frustration or wonderment and all those types of things. And every damn time I talk to her with one of my animals, it's just like, and I think it's that overall relief, that that relief that finally you're not missing that one connect that you yourself can't do. Now, you said earlier in our conversation that people can talk to their animals. And, and is that a skill that we just need to quiet our own bodies and then practice, like you said? Or how how is it that we can mm, hone our skills? Not to the extent that Mary's not needed every darn time, but <laughs> where we might be able to do a better <laughs> job. What do you think? Well, you know, there, there are some online uh, instructions. There's Animal Spirit Network, which I think is a phenomenal group of communicators who have classes. Marta Williams, who has a new book out, she also has some online classes. There, you know, there are some very good ones uh, for online classes, but even making a game out of it of wondering, you know, uh, I remember at one point I used to, when I was feeding my kitty uh, canned food, I would actually put down three different types and then and predict, like, which one would she go to? And sure enough, after a while, I got practice, and you know what? Hey, she started going to the one. I'm like, oh, she'll probably want turkey today. Little, you know, little games like that, even something as, as simple as how many pieces of mail am I going to get today and before oh, opening okay. your mailbox. So it's just learning to practice those. Um, many times I'll tell horse people, you know, when they walk in the barn and they know something's wrong, go with that gut yeah. instinct because they yeah. know it. And, you know, they, they, you know, if they keep following things like that or sometimes you just go, God, I think someone, so-and-so I need to go out and go potty. Hey, guess yeah. what? They probably do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had so a couple of it is just, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I've had three or four experiences, um, not not all clumped together, but they were real. Where a patient will walk in, right, walk into their house, and that we would do what we did, and then actually there have been four completely different locales. They 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 just somehow call me back, and I turn around and I look at them. I'm like, oh no, I'm like oh no. And it's all and I, the first two times I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm I'll see you tomorrow. And I told her I said, keep a, keep a real close eye on them, okay? And I'll be darned if every single one of them didn't go to heaven in 24 hours. And they mm-hmm. it, it was it was like I was walking out the door. I'm doing something in a major hospital, or somebody came to the office to get acupuncture. And I am at the point now where I call the clients. I said, you know what? Be very, very mindful of them tonight. I mean, be, don't don't leave them. You know, be with them tonight or tomorrow or whatever it is. I said, do not leave them. Something's up. And that's as clear as it gets for me, unfortunately, at this point. I, I my, my heart tells me I know, but it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful and weird at the same time because I'll be walking out or I'll be walking through a hospital and I just turn around and look at them and they're just staring at me. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's, it's an absolute truism. I mean, it's... 
it's repeatable, it happens, and there's no doubt whatsoever that that's exactly what they're saying. Like, I'm, you know, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, okay. So for what I used to do in very traditional stuff, the idea of walking to the, the uh, primary veterinarian saying, you know what, your patient's going to heaven in the next day. Okay, you want to be called a wackadoo in traditional veterinary medicine? <laughs> try that one. Try that one too many times. <laughs> but... Um, so and having a lot, of, having a lot of it's really having a lot of respect for even that the thing that holds you back with that money you just stare at them you're like ooh something's up or like you said you walk into a house you walk into a barn you walk into your own office or for me in my office as soon as they, people walk to the door with their patients you just stop you're like ooh what's up today you know and it really is just it's, it's just this kind of wall this kind of energy it's like yeah what happened last night and. I, I'm not that clear. I mean, I, I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm nothing compared to what your skill set. But there's enough to stop you in your tracks and go, okay, what's up? You know, like really, what is up? And that's within about 15 seconds of them walking in the doors. Like, you know what? This yep. is. Um, let's talk. We got. We got to talk. Regardless of why you walk in the door, there's something else going on. And it's just a very powerful tool because I got to be honest with you. 99% of the time, it's a person issue. It's not a dog issue. Like, <laughs> like there's. There's, it's a human thing, and then of course that you know, of course it translates directly. But it's nice and wonderful and confusing. And when all you care about is making sure that my patients feel better, it's this extra layer of stuff. You know, it's like, ooh, you know, oh, I don't know, but there's something. You know, don't slow down, clear your mind, pay attention to them because something's up. And is it in your family? Is it in your house? Is it in the feed? Is it in this? You know, what happened last night? Did you guys have an argument, some drums, some loud music, some, something's off, you know? And it's mm. it's not clear, but it's there. So that's that's nice. But um, you know, i got to be honest with you, the, the amount of times I've almost called you just to find out what's going on patient to patient, I'm like, this owner's not telling me the truth. Will you just tell me what happened last night? <laughs> She'd be nice. She'd be so nice. <laughs> they were yeah, hours, well, sometimes of, they don't tell the truth. psychology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always using that first gut instinct and really going with mm-hmm. it. And the more you do it, and the more you practice, and you know, really again, keep going after that first gut impression. Um, I also recommend for people if they really want to practice, you know, ask a question and just sit there, but start writing. Get a get a piece of paper out, and start mm-hmm. writing, because after a while, it, it gets it out of your head, and after a while, you will recognize that's not something I would say. That's something completely different, and you start being able to tell the difference between what is your voice and what's the animal's voice. So mm. I really do recommend people to write a question down, maybe even change the color of pen. So it's just, you know, oh. your blue pen is for you, your purple pen is for your animal, and just start writing. And you'd be amazed at how many of times that with that gut instinct that you were feeling, you know, you know if you just start writing and get in the practice of it, uh, it starts flowing. Because when I first started studying, we I did join a we had a wonderful practice group that met every week for two years, and that was the first things we we started doing was just writing everything, and we'd all compare notes, and then oh my gosh, pretty soon our notes were getting closer and closer and closer, and we're realizing oh this isn't us, this is the animal speaking. So it, it's yeah. definitely a you know a, a skill that can be learned. Yeah, that that's fantastic. Now. Um, before we get into some of the things that are a little bit sad for me, um, when you're dealing obviously with a human and you're dealing with your, you know, your, your non-human client, your pet, um, tell me what you feel is the benefit for the human. Now, this, um, this show in general is always about animal advocacy and speaking for those who don't have a choice and don't have a voice, you know, speak up for them and use every tool in your toolbox. But when it comes to human, um, whether it's information, education, empowerment, um, enlightenment, and overall um, just kind of, it's not necessarily spiritual clarity. It's just how does, how does knowing something like this and using something like this for my non-human loved ones help the human aspect? And I know the answer for me, but as with your vast experience, what, what do you find is helpful for the human? And what is helpful for you? I mean, how does this make your life better, what it is you do? Well, anytime we can help the animals get clarity or get, it's, many of them call it a game plan, it really helps just kind of define 
a plan. There, there are so many times when the animal goes, oh, thank you, at least we have a, a, a guide you know, that we can do now. But for, for people to help their animals, you know, I've had many people call me back, go, God, they do look at me different, or I just feel yeah. so much closer to them. It, it's just reaching another level of closeness from their heart to their animal. And I think just the animal will go, oh, you see me as a being now. Which is really mm-hmm. amazing. Uh-huh. Is they it's not just a dog or just a cat. It's oh wow. You know, you you, you get me. Knowing that they are mm-hmm. there is another level to their whole the whole personality. So it to me that is the biggest thing that it can help people just understand their animals a little better and they may I've, you know they may even say to me oh i've wondered why they've done this and we can get clarity so then the next time the dog does it it's like oh now i know what you want and so yeah. it just yeah. kind of gives them signs and things to look for and just again it's more emotional purity with their animal yeah and that, so, that recognizing I, recognizing our non-humans as as our friends and our family and you know Sentient beings, or however, however distance, however distance you put between you and your non-human friends. I always, you know, I, when I teach my classes and such, I always tell them, approach everything like you're blind. I, I'm, you know, I'm sick of bias. I'm sick of all this other stuff. And that when people make negative comments or finger pointing comments or this, I say, okay, okay, just stop, stop, because you're in a really bad spot right now. So let's not even go there. But if we can see our pets. See our, see our family members, you know, our four-legged fuzzies, as I call them, with 100% um, mm, well, let's see here. Emotional honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honesty is, thank you so much, that's perfect. But then also when we think about, when we extend that out to how it is that we view our human friends, our human counterparts, or our human strangers, I could care less, but if we can do this like we're blind, you know what, you're just a very, very valuable entity. You know, just, I, don't, I couldn't care less how tall you are, what color your skin are, what language you speak, where you came from, what the you know, news says, what kind of dog you have, if you're a cat person, a dog person, if I like snakes so than I like my gecko, I, I don't care. I just, none, of that, none of that has any value for me. Do you treat your non-human friends and your human friends as if they have value and 100% value? And in what I do, I need to make sure they're pain-free. You know, I mean, I want them to have a pain-free, high-quality of life. And, and Mary, you, you help me that with that every time that we're together because I can't speak for you, but it definitely seems as though that, that pain-free, comfortable quality of life, you always show me that that's important for you too. Am I correct? Oh, very much so, yes. Giving them the best possible, comfortable life. Is, is definitely our goal, so that they're he- uh, happy and healthy and emotionally well, too. But, yeah, definitely comfort and, uh, you know, not dragging on or, you know, not being, you know, uncomfortable and in pain and miserable. That That is right. I wouldn't want to be that for me, so I, I don't want that for any other animal. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, and the fact that they give us 100% acceptance, if we could figure out a way to just turn that around, you know, and just to not be biased or not be this or not that. And it, it's, it's hard, you know, it's a human defect, but we learn so much from our friends. I mean, don't we? I mean, just the fact that they're so wonderful and open and accepting, even when they do look at us after talking to you and be like, whew, finally. You know, like, I'm not mad at you. You didn't understand this. We didn't really talk, but whew, I'm so happy we got you called married because this is going to be so much better. Um now, when there are times that it might not be appropriate to talk to an animal communicator, um, can you give us some clarity on that? Um, I, it's something that I never actually considered or thought of. So um, you want to go there and tell me what we need to know about when it might not be appropriate? Well, you know, it, there are times when in an emergency I'll have people go, oh, it's an emergency. I'm like, well, have you talked to that? Oh, no. Okay, let's go get a let's go to let's go see the vet first. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can help keep your animal comfortable, but I think we might really, you know, we may have to involve the vet. Um, that to me is very important, <laughs> especially when you know that there's sometimes they're like, well, I think they're dying. Well, don't get on the phone with me. Go <laughs> get go to your your vet, or you know, let's let's. Get, <laughs> 
you know, let's let's get a game plan here. Let's let's get a little bit more clarity, and then we can definitely see what what it is that you need. And you know, in, in a crisis emergency, you know, sometimes people forget. Oh, I, I, there are twenty four hour vet hospitals open, and <laughs> that is so, Mary. I can't tell time. you how funny. It is. Uh, that's so funny that you uh-huh. said. I'm being interrupted. I apologize, but when oh, with no. what I do now at holistics and such, I tell people I do not do emergencies. I don't do on call. If your house is on fire, you call the fireman. You don't call me. I said get to an emergency hospital. You know we love Western diagnostics. We love Western testing. We love that these guys are going to save your lives. I said, and then, then when the crisis is over, call me, and then we'll figure out a way that hopefully it'll never happen again or we can be more comfortable in recovery or whatever but just like you said do not call me on an emergency you know i i you know i know a lot of great things that will help in emergency situations whether they're needles or this or that, but not now not now later and then i've done my time in emergency western veterinary medicine and i don't do it anymore by choice so don't call me. You know, call me when it's over. So that's so funny. That would be the first thing you say because that's something. And I hand people the emergency card. They, here's a, here's the magnet for your refrigerator. Here's a business card with our number. Give it to your give it to you, your family, your friends, every single one of your neighbors. And then if you have anything that even smacks of an emergency, call them. If they walk you through, it's not an emergency. You go there and you get it all squared away. Then call me later, and, and we'll we'll figure out a way to make things better from this point forward. But Please don't call me on emergency because we're wasting time. You know, we're wasting time. Well, and, and sometimes I'll say, get the animal to an emergency, get him in. Let's just say an oxygen tent. Then we can talk, but we've got to get yeah. the animal comfortable. So mm-hmm. you know, it's like get them there, get them comfortable. Then we can figure out something. But uh, and the other time that's really not appropriate or what not to ask for an animal communicator is. You know, for someone else's animal, I mean, it's, it's different with you being a treating vet, but I've had people go, could you talk to my neighbor's dog because they're barking? I'm like, uh, I think you need to talk to your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I had one poor house, housekeeper who called and said, could you please talk to the, you know, my, my person's uh, kitties because they're peeing and pooping all over the house. And I said, well, have your people call me because that's usually a sign that some, there is distress in the house. So have your people call me. Oh, no, they would never do it. Like, well, you need to talk to the people. <laughs> so it's just knowing the, the boundaries and guidelines of that I'm not going to go behind someone's back and talk to their animal. So without yeah, their yeah, person knowing. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because you get the, the human counseling piece, the human, you know, psychology piece of it is so fast. I mean, it, it, to be perfectly frank with you, it's got to be over 50% of what I do when everyone's sitting in front of me. You know, trying to figure out the human and figure out how we can get our relationship more solid. I honestly feel that sometimes I'm just in this kind of uh, interspecies counseling sessions, especially the further yes. in our relationship out of the, the physical and get into the comfort and get into those things. And then we get kind of into minutiae. Or mm-hmm. sometimes when they walk through the door, I'm like, ooh, what happened? It's it's a human counseling thing, you know. <laughs> so I love your <laughs> Don't call me for somebody else's animal. Well, that's just silly because clearly when you put your finger right on an issue, haven't you? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I and it's surprising. Oh. I mean, it's one thing when, when you were treating, you know, a client's animal and, and because you are being asked to help and then we can get, you know, a, a team approach. But, yeah, it goes behind someone's back and say, well, you know, I'll pay for this and I want to know what's going on with this animal. I'm like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> it's, it's somewhat that's you being immoral. Nosy. And, yeah, exactly. It's kind of immoral and unethical, isn't it? It's, it's really you being a, a nosy puss, isn't it? It's like, yes. you know what, I'm not going to peek in your neighbor's wind, I mean, bedroom window, yeah. so no, we're not doing that together. Thank you. Not mm-hmm. that is so funny. Yeah. You meant, you mentioned me, you know, like sometimes when you talk to me about my patients and those types of things, especially when they're hospitalized or we're post, you know, post-crisis and such, that um, when I, when clients are thinking about their patients and my clients are connecting with their loved one, they're, they're someplace else than I'm the veterinarian looking at a patient. You know, it's the same creature, the same friend. It's just that where my mind is and my heart is and where my medicine is and my experience is talking to you, I would guess it's a very different picture than mom calling because my baby's stuck in the hospital. You know, with that kind of, the different emotional piece, the attachment piece. Not that I don't love them just the same. It's just 
different. And my concerns, my questions are just a little bit different. And um, so do you, does that make sense? I mean, that's kind of the way I always thought about it whenever you and I talk about um, a client versus mm-hmm. having mom call and talk to you about their baby, being the same dog right. the same cat. Right. Again, you're, you know, you get to have more of a, fil- a filter kind of, you know, step back a little bit, the neutrality, which really helps in a situation, especially when we talk and I can say, okay, this is what's going on, let's get this figured out with the person, the mom might be, oh, my God, I'm so worried. And it gets into such a, a panic almost that I have to go, okay, calm yes. down, slow, you know, step back. <laughs> And it will get this figured out, but it, it's definitely a different type of communication when figuring out what emotion, you know, the person is much more emotional. And, you know, with you, it's just, you know, again, you have that little bit more neutrality. So that's why people call animal communicators. You can get that kind of neutral, um, you know, neutral facade there because, you know, and that's why also doing it over the phone really helps because I'm, I'm not looking, I'm not trying to, you know, analyze the whole situation. I'm just getting thoughts, feelings, perceptions from the animal. So it's much more neutral and easier for me to get that information on a, on a neutral basis. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you one second here, Mary. Um, I want to tell our listening audience that this would be an awesome time for you to call in with questions for Mary. Um, you would do that by calling 347-215-6138. Or if you're a podcast listener, you can email questions to listeners at sylviaglobal.com or post um, comments in the Sylvia Global Facebook page. And also, Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O is recently blessed with a, let's see here, what do we have? We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account. So please get on, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and give us a call. Let's talk. Um, uh, Mary's going to be here with me for just about 20 more minutes. Um, number again, 347-215-6138. And I wanted to thank um, Sylvia Global Media Network for making this possible in the first place. Um, and so let's continue with some of our um, – Let's see. I'm going to get my Kleenex out. So um, <laughs> let me. <laughs> it's true. I've been through this enough. I know. I know. Um, okay. So, can you talk or communicate with? I guess all animals. And uh, we're going to add on to that our deceased friends because that's a that's a big deal, right? Or we can start with when it's time for them to go to heaven. When we can't decide. Is, is it time for them, or is there something else I can do, or have I done everything I can to be a good parent, or is there something I missed, or are they so painful, or are they ready to go over the bridge? I mean, are they ready? Are their friends calling them? It's just like, I've had enough of this. I always tell people, it's just, sometimes they just are telling you they've had enough of this crappy body, and they're just ready to go over and do some playing on the other side of the bridge. Honestly, that's what I believe. So I think it's mm-hmm. helpful. I know it's been for me and my clients to just hear it from somebody that can talk to them. And um, so... Um, let's just start there with that. Like, can you talk to all animals? How do you feel about helping people with the animal needs about going up to heaven and talking to the deceased animals? Yes. You know, this is, uh, to me, a very valuable part of animal communication is knowing when it's time to release our friends from their body because it's right. always so emotionally draining and difficult to take care of a, a pet who is ill. And there are times when the, the animal will say, oh, I can rally, let's do a little bit more, and I'm I'm good, or, you know what, I am really tired. And then we can even make a plan of, you know, hey, they want to have their favorite ice cream, or, hey, you know, sit with them and talk, <laughs> talk to them. You know, kind of re, 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 relive the memories so they have their memories to take with them, and really kind of making it so it's not always in a crisis situation. So it's right. easier Mary, for gonna, them, easier I'm, for you. I'm going, to interrupt, I'm going to interrupt you one more time. We've got a caller. Becky's got a question for you. She's calling in from Nevada. And mm-hmm. let's talk to her. See what she's got to say. Hi, Becky. How can we help you? Hi, Dr. O'Sullivan. Hi, Mary. How are you guys today? Hi, Becky. Very good. <laughs> I have a question for you. I've used Mary many times, and she's <laughs> not only therapeutic for my pets, but for me as well. I usually... Yes. Um, my, yes. My face hurts from laughing so much after talking to her. Um, <laughs> my question is, <laughs> my question is, is uh, we 
uh, work a lot with uh, rescue dogs, uh, a lot of German Shepherds, and um, many of them come in. Uh, they've been dumped at the shelter by their owners, and they are very traumatized. And um, a lot of times when the owners turn them in, they don't tell the true story of why they've been surrendered. Mm-hmm. And uh, a while ago, Mary helped us with a shepherd that um, had been in uh, at the shelter for quite a while, and just by communicating with this dog, we were able to find the appropriate home for him. Um, but without having to go through all that, calling Mary and things, I was just wondering if there's some little tips she could give me that I could share with my fellow volunteers to maybe sit and be quiet with these animals and and uh, tune into them and, and figure out maybe what happened to them or what we can do to get them back on the road to knowing that their life is going to be better. Right. I think the the best thing, the best way is to actually picture almost like this gold light in your head and having it go from a walnut and then slowly expanding and put the intention to push out all your thoughts out of your head and have it expand beyond your head and ask your question then, and I do recommend really get the pen and paper out and write a question and and definitely change pens and see what to start writing down your first impressions, but it's really working on clearing all those thoughts out. Some pe- I also recommend, if you can, think of yourself as having almost like a tree trunk or some sort of grounding cord going into the earth so you can get really grounded and quiet. And when you combine the two of them, you usually do kind of come to a place where things start coming through much clearer. And, again, the more you practice, the better you get. And I always recommend practice on other people's friends, like your friends' dogs, because they you'll get information that you would not know, and okay. it helps just build, you, build, it, build the confidence. Great. That's what, That's the best way to start. Yeah, really work on focusing that gold light of energy in your in your head and pushing out all those thoughts. And you can, and it's also kind of fun to you know bring it back and make it small again, so you can learn how to kind of play with that to to where it gets very comfortable with you, and knowing oh I can I have control of this I can do this. Does that okay. make sense? Great. That's very helpful. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, gosh, that was you're such welcome. a good question, Becky. That was such a good question because, especially in the you know with the rescue organizations and the shelters and those types of things that uh, you know all of us have worked in, and uh, well, hopefully the people are going and adopting animals from these places. The more information that we have to make sure that these guys do great in their new homes, are comfortable in their new homes, don't get subjected to what they may have been subjected to, and never have to go through that period of abandonment again, which is I. I I guess I speak for all of them that I've ever met. It is absolute abandonment. You love your family unconditionally. You under, love your person with 100% acceptance, and then you end up in jail. You know, you end up somewhere without your family anymore. I can't even imagine at the mm-hmm. core what that's like for these guys and that anything that we can do, like you know, you're suggesting for Becky and everyone Becky works with and everyone that's listening, to spend time to do that to make sure that they don't have to go through it again and, we have a really a you know, better quality of life in those types of things. And, of course, if you can't figure it out, call Mary. <laughs> call Mary. <laughs> so, um, so. Well, and sometimes even just being recognized. You know, these poor animals who are in jail, you know, just being recognized, oh, my God, they're going to try and help me. That can relieve yeah. so much pressure from them, too. So their behavior starts changing for the better. Yes, and the thing is, you always know, I mean, I, I've always thought and, and experienced that when when we adopt, when we, have, whatever the term you want to use, is when you bring them into your life, into your home, and, you know, in your love, that there is a palpable gratitude, palpable gratitude if you just slow down and pay attention. So what, uh, you know, what Becky does is, you know, what I mean, so many other people do, but the idea of actually having a ten- being attentive to these guys in their moments or weeks or months of need and that help helping them with whatever tools you have. So what you mm-hmm. offer, Mary, is just invaluable here. So, um, Becky, that was a great question. Thank you very much. And mm-hmm. for any further callers, 347-215-6138. We'll be taking questions for about another 15 minutes now. So, Mary, I'm sorry to interrupt you before. Um, we were talking about communicating with all animals or helping go over the bridge. Um, oh, hold on one second. Let me see here. Kit from Arizona is on the phone and wants to share how beneficial it was. It's on the line. You ready for another call, Mary? <laughs> you bet. 
All right, Kit, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, thanks for Hi, calling. Kip. Thanks for calling. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi, Hello girl. there. Hey, stranger. I wanted to tell the folks, well, first of all, uh, on the subject that you were just about to address um, about that's how I met Mary when my pig was very, very ill, and this was in early 2006, and I just wasn't sure if she was ready. It seemed like she was, but I was just not ready to make that decision by myself, and that's how I met Mary the first time we talked, and it was so helpful to me, I can't tell you. We were able to um, help Extra Pass on, and the night before was joyful for me. I bought all her favorite food, and Mary pinned down which ones they were, what she wanted. She wanted pudding, she wanted <laughs> apple, she wanted banana, and I really felt like I could, you know, I knew what to do for her, and it made it such a completely different experience. The other thing I wanted to let people know is how practical it can be to use an animal communicator, especially a really good one like Mary, for helping uh, the animals express their choices. I just spoke with her yesterday, with Mary. Um, (laughs) I'm planning a cross-country move from Arizona to Florida next month, and I wanted to know uh, if my two cats uh, were going to be able to actually manage a four-day trip in the car. Uh-huh. And right. they were very clear. They did not want to do that. They wanted to fly and get it over with. <laughs> so that was yep, it done, get it over with. <laughs> it was a shock to me because I thought, how much more stressful, which is going to be more stressful? And they were able to make the choice and express their opinion. So that's what we're going to do. We're all going to fly. <laughs> all right. Sit, so, sit, Mary, I have a question for you here. How is it, yeah. ready? Here's a fundamental question. How is it that a cat knows the choice between driving and flying? Okay, I just, I believe it 100%, but it always made me laugh, right? So your cats, grounded creatures, right, nocturnal, obligate carnivores, are like, yeah, no, I'd rather fly. How the heck do they know I'd rather fly? Do they see the airplane? They just know we all, we all think in, in pictures, we all this, we all that. Because, Mary, I get these questions all the time. How do they know? My answer is always, I, I don't know, but I don't care. I mean, they're right. You know, <laughs> if they came up with, I want, I want vanilla ice cream or because I can see a picture of white ice cream sharing it with mom or I want to fly. i got to be honest with you. My cat, my dog said I want to fly. Like, When's the last time you flew an airplane? How, how do you know you know the choice and who's going to pay for it? Do you have a wallet? Right. You know, those kinds of more fun questions. But Kit and Mary, how, how did it, did it even, did it make you do what it's doing to me right now? It's like, Damn, how would they know about flying? Well, I, I did also kind of describe the different conditions compared to, oh, you know, what is it okay. going to be like in a truck, in a carrier, compared to, you know, loud noise and, you know, the ears may be a little bit, you know, has to go through some pressure changes. But, you know, I said, hey, this will only go on for five hours as opposed to four days. And when they heard oh, the time good. difference, <laughs> that that was more of the the, uh, the choice. But you know, they do know it's it's almost like this cos- what I call a cosmic grid, where there is information out there. It's you know the information superhighway is out globally. Sure. They'll have sure. horses who'll say, "Oh, I want this," and they go, "How do they know about that?" Oh, the horse across the way does has that as a treat, and it's I'm like they just pick up from being with people and from and the other animals talk. <laughs> Yeah, what they know is amazing. That's so great. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to fly? Yeah, I'm going to go buy, look into buying two uh, airplane-worthy carriers today. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I go into action. When Mary Mary says that the animals say this or that, I, I don't question it. I wouldn't dream of questioning it. Everything has gone so much better with my animals since... Um, I, I found Mary. I've, I've told her many times, I don't know what I would do without her in my life because she's really changed my relationship with my animals. They feel like they have choices. Yes, yes exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I could, thank you so much for calling, Kit. And um, you be happy, oh, safe you. travels, right, with your happy cats. And I hope that their ears mm-hmm. don't get too plucked and up. And gorgeous stallion. And her gorgeous horse. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <seriously. laughs> Val had, had to have a shout family. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, good, good luck with your travels, Kit. And thank you so much for calling. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, show. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> That's so sweetie. Um, okay, we've got about six, seven minutes here, Mary. Um, tell me mm-hmm. about talking to our deceased friends, our friends that are over the bridge, if you don't mind, because I yeah, I've, 
yeah, I've benefited from it immensely, immensely. Yeah, you know, the the animals are still connected through uh, to us through our hearts. So I just, again, work with the same heart connection. And, you know, I don't, uh, many times I don't get them right after they've passed. To me, there's about a three, four, five-day window where things are real quiet and settled and they're kind of, um, getting settled, so to speak, in their in their new back, you know back at home, but after that, the connection's still there. Many times, you know, the animals will you know kind of show themselves out of the corner of a person's eye, or they'll feel them on the bed. But uh-huh. it is you know they're just they're they're still there. Their personality comes across still very much the way they were when they were in life. And it's just more of a, like, hi, here I am, I'm okay, and, you know, hey, I can be with you everywhere now, I can go with you on trips, I can do all kinds of stuff. So, right, you know, it's right, just, right. it is talking to them. It may, it may, they may even have more information and have a more global view of things than, in their, when, than, than when they were in their body. But it's still very much doable to talk to them uh, once they've passed. So I, I know they're, that, I know they're, they're, things, they're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, and that, that's... For for me being a human and a pet owner and a you know the, the, the emotional connection and such as well as with my client base that those pieces those moments are so powerful because you get some kind of um, affirmation that they're safe they're okay you know what Mary you are by far the most popular person I've ever spoken to because we have got another question Susan from New Jersey <laughs> has a question and we have about <laughs> five minutes for it so uh, okay let's do it. Susan, can we help you? Thank you for calling. Hi there. Well, thank you for making this opportunity available. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi, Susan. <laughs> I am calling. Actually, I've, I've spoken with Mary, too, in the past, and whenever I have a call planned, um, my animals hover around the phone. <laughs> Don't they? And, Don't they do um, that? Don't they do that? Yes, they do. And actually, my dog, Max, who never comes sits by me when I'm on the computer, was with me now, and my question, Mary, is, is you know, mm-hmm. I'm in New Jersey. We've had a really, really tough winter with polar vortexes and Ugh. lots of snowstorms. So I haven't been able to take them for long walks as usual because of, mostly because of the salt on the roads and the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and Max seems to be a little blue and uh, a little bit depressed. And I don't know, you know, my question was, can they be affected by seasonal affective disorder like people can? Oh, very much, very much. They they like the routine, and, and especially knowing Max, he's such an active guy. It's like, oh, you know, what's my role now? Because now I don't know what to do. And, yeah, they can definitely get affected by that. And uh, Lighten Up by Alaskan Essences is wonderful because that was made for people with seasonal affective disorder is to help get right. them through the, the blue the blue period, so to speak. But uh, And I think for him, having puzzles, lots and lots of puzzles, is the way to keep his mind busy, even if we can't keep his body busy. Okay. And, you know, I do recommend people to get the all spectrum, the full spectrum light bulbs, and put them in their home because their their pets benefit from it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I always seasonal like, aspect of disorders. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of times they will take on, they will also take on some of that for their person. So cause mm-hmm. they don't want definitely as much as definitely. we want to take care of them. They want to take care of us. <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's Max in a nutshell. Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. and he loves to take on stuff. But yeah, lots of games and puzzles, and you know, knowing how much he loves food, I'm thinking some a few do- really complex doggy puzzles are in line for him. Well, yeah, I've, tr- I've you know I've tried those before and um, he's unscrewed them. <laughs> but, you know, I thought I was putting them together wrong, and he literally can unscrew the two parts of the um, the puzzle. So I have to look yeah, at something I guess really question, challenging. I guess the question is though, is it, Susan is he happy while he's unscrewing them? That's what I always ask. Uh, yeah, you know, I understand that he's especially happy when he's doing it. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, because I was hearing, well, what's wrong with that? I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's just, just trying to show off how smart he is. You know, I wish he had thumbs. I wish I could give him a Rubik's cube. I think that would yes. just keep him busy for a longer yes. period of time. But um, Susan, I don't I think that would you, work. I want. I want to thank you so much for calling in with your question. You made me have a big old smile on my face thinking about this destructive. And I'm so sorry it's so darn cold back there for you guys. I know. Well, 
Well, thank you. Oh, it can't last forever. <laughs> so. Yep. Ah, don't even yep. put that energy uh, out there, Susan. Oh, no. <laughs> Mary, Mary, okay. tell the world how thank we can get a hold of you. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Mary, t- tell the world how we can get a hold of you, please. If somebody would like to get a hold of you, what do we do? Oh, um, well, they're um, probably the best way, they're either phone or by email. And my phone number is 916-498-9844. And my email is Mary. That's M-A-R-Y, at PetChat.net. That's P-E-T-C-H-A-T, PetChat.net. So those are the mm-hmm. best ways to get a hold of me. Oh, my gosh. Mary, you have been a just a blessing as a guest today. I mean, just how fun and so much information. And uh, I, I want well, to have you. you on again in the near future, but thank you very much for joining us and for all of our listeners and our callers. Um, have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you again in seven. Bye, Mary. Thank you. Were you were wonderful. So wonderful. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, honey. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.